0: Hello and welcome back to Koala Moon, a podcast of original children's bedtime stories and meditations designed to make bedtime a dream. I'm sure that tonight's endearing and funny tale will fill your dreams with giggles and funny scenes, as it's a really charming tale featuring our cute panda friend Bao. But first, Coco and I want to welcome some new friends into the clubhouse. Welcome and thanks for joining us Essie, Brinley in Portland, Johan, Ella and Thomas, Killian, Searsha and Phoenix, Samson, Astrid and Thora, Kenna, Shiloh and Eve in Cape Town and their pets Dora and Skorky too. As I mentioned, in tonight's story we're meeting up with a panda called Bao. Do you remember him? Well, Bao's a little older now, and he's going to spend the day making delicious dumplings all by himself. He's clearly a very talented chef, though, because he makes the delicious dough-wrapped packages of vegetables very well. So well, in fact, that the little treats come to life. So lie back and get comfy in bed. Perhaps wrap yourself up in your blanket like a little dumpling and take some gentle, steady breaths. That's right. Now it's time to begin Bao's Cuddly Dumplings by Susanna McLaughlin. In a cosy house made of bamboo there lived a family of pandas The littlest panda, though he wasn't quite so little anymore was named Bao Once just a little ball of black and white fluff Bao was now growing up and becoming taller and rounder, but no less fluffy. Today was a big day for Bao. Every Sunday, he, his mum and his grandma would gather around the table and make dumplings, wrapping vegetables in dough and folding them into the perfect shape with a pinch. It was a family ritual and one that Bao loved more than anything. However, this Sunday, Bao's mum and grandma wouldn't be here. A travelling wool shop would be rolling into sleepy forest, towed by a sheep on a bicycle named Wally. Bao's mum and grandma would be the first there to pick the brightest and fluffiest yarn, and then they were sure to while away the afternoon knitting with the other crafty creatures of the forest. This was all well and good, but what about Dumpling Day? They couldn't miss Dumpling Day. Bao pouted for a minute or two that morning, unsure what to do with himself. His grandma chucked him under the chin and chuckled. Why the long face, Bao? she had asked. Bao had crossed his arms and furrowed his brow. What Dumpling Day without dumplings? he had asked. His grandma feigned a puzzled look herself and said, Who said there'll be no dumplings today? Your mother and I were looking forward to seeing what you created all on your own. You're old enough now, Bao, to be a trusted dumpling chef all on your own. We've taught you well over the years, and if anything goes terribly wrong, your dad will help. Bao's dad gave him a goofy grin from behind his newspaper. Bao's eyes glimmered and he puffed his chest out a little. Could he really make the dumplings all by himself? Maybe, just maybe he could. Bao waved from the decking as his mum and grandma strolled off between the trees. He snapped a piece of bamboo from the nearby plants and chewed on it thoughtfully. If he was to be a real Grown up dumpling chef from now on. He would need a hat. A special white chef's hat. Bow headed to the laundry room and looked at the crisp white pillowcases still warm from the dryer. Maybe he could use one of those. He put one on his head and went to look in the mirror. It was almost like a chef hat, but it wouldn't stand upright. It fell down his back like long flowing hair. He practiced flipping his fake hair from left to right a couple of times and then took it off. Clean laundry was stacked in front of the washing machine. On the top of the pile was a pair of Bow's crisp white underpants. He put them on his head. They were perfectly starched and a brilliant white and stood regally up from his head. Now that was a chef's hat. Bao looked at himself for a couple of seconds more, crossing his arms and raising one eyebrow after the other, before grinning and skipping his way into the kitchen. It was time to cook. First things first, Bao needed flour. He opened the pantry door. On the bottom shelf, between dried noodles, packets of pickled seaweed, and big sacks of rice, was a floppy bag of flour. Bao grabbed it with his paws and pulled. Nothing. This thing was heavy. Bao was about to call his dad when he realized he was old enough and strong enough to do it by himself. All he had to do was think strong. He imagined he was a strong, mighty ox lifting the sack above his head. Before he knew it, he was lightly dusted with flour and carrying the bag overhead towards the table. He put it down and small twisty clouds rose into the air. The flour got in his nose and he sneezed, then giggled. Bow would use the flour to make the dough for the dumpling wrappers. He started by washing his paws, lathering up soapy suds in his furry hands. Then he dried them on a soft, fluffy tea towel and got to work. He took out his measure and scooped a big pile of flour. Into the bowl it went. Once more, he took a big scoop and let it avalanche into the bowl, creating a dusty white landscape that could be the snow-capped peaks of the Himalayas. Next, he filled his water jug to the perfect level, sticking out his tongue in concentration. Then, he put another splash of water for good luck and poured it all into the bowl, creating streams and rivers amongst his mini mountains. Next, Bao put in his paws and began to mix everything up. The flour and the water mixed to make a sticky, gloopy dough that coated his paws. He chuckled. Maybe the extra splash was too much. He added another sprinkling of flour and mixed until the dough felt just right. Now Bao covered the wooden surface with a sprinkling of flour and slapped the dough onto the worktop just for fun. Now it was time to knead the dough. He folded and pulled the dough, pushing into it with his paws. He kneaded it for five minutes, then ten. Then fifteen. Bao's paws were getting tired, but he wouldn't stop until it was the perfect texture. He gritted his teeth and continued to knead until the dough was a beautiful, perfect, cream-coloured ball. Bao smiled at it triumphantly. It looked even better than usual. He lovingly placed his dough back in the bowl and covered it with a tea towel. He wished it sweet dreams as he set it aside to rest. Next, Bao turned his attention to the filling. He wandered over to the fridge and wondered what to use. Usually, they would follow his grandma's recipe. But today, he was in charge. He pulled out mushrooms of all sizes and shapes and a bunch of chives. He brought out a block of tofu that wriggled and jiggled on his plate and a big frizzy cabbage. Perfect. First, Bao used his special bamboo knife to chop garlic, breathing in the delicious smell, and then minced a knobbly piece of ginger. Next, he chopped some bamboo shoots before turning his attention to the mushrooms. There were little round shiitake mushrooms and big frilly oyster mushrooms there were teeny tiny Anoki that looked like the mushrooms that fairies would eat and little chestnut mushrooms with round caps. Bao chose a few of each and chopped them up teeny tiny. Next, he crumbled the tofu and sliced the cabbage into tiny ribbons. With all of his ingredients prepared, Bao turned to the wok. Just as he had done a thousand times before with his grandma, he turned on the stove and put a splash of oil in the big round pan. He added his ingredients one by one and shook the pan to send them jumping and tumbling through the air, cooking beautifully as they danced. Next, he took his favourite sauces out of the cupboard and added a splash of this and a splash of that, until it smelt delicious. So far, so good. Now for the mixture to cool. Bao sat at the counter and flicked through his dad's paper as he waited. Although he was old enough to make dumplings, Bao decided he wasn't old enough to read his dad's newspaper yet. He puzzled over an article about the best way to mow your lawn for a while, before giving up and flipping to the crosswords in the back. That was much more fun. Before long, it was time to wake his snoozing dough. Bao brought it back to his workspace and untucked it from the tea towel. He cooed, wakey, wakey, and flipped the bowl so the dough landed once more on the flowery tabletop. Next, Bao separated the dough into 12 balls and rolled them flat with his big rolling pin. He put a spoon of filling in each, and brought the edges of the dough together, sealing each dumpling with an expert pinch. One of them tore, and he had to start again, but he thought that was okay. Eleven out of twelve first time was a near-perfect score. Next, Bao put four dumplings into a bamboo steamer, and another four in another basket on top. Then another four on top of that. Bao placed the tower carefully on top of a bubbling pan of water and let the steam twist and twirl its way up and around each dumpling, cooking them until they were soft and scrumptious. As the dumplings steamed, Bao sat back at the table and stewed over his crossword, nibbling his bamboo pencil as he thought. Before he knew it, the kitchen timer trilled and Bao skipped over to the cooker to check on his dumplings. They would be ready now. Bao lifted the tower of baskets from the stove and carried them to the work surface. He lifted the lid off the very top basket to find nothing. Where were the dumplings? He could have sworn he put four in each basket. Just then, he heard a mysterious boing in the corner of the room. Bows spun around, but there was nothing there. No bunny, or spring, or anything else that boinged. He turned back to the basket and lifted off the top layer to look in the next basket. Phew, there were four perfect dumplings in the next basket, smiling up at him. Wait, smiling? Before Bao realized what he was seeing, the four dumplings rocketed and ricocheted out of the basket, oinging onto the work surface across the room. Their giggles reverberated around the room. Bao stood there with his wooden spoon in hand and his mouth open. Did his dumplings just smile at him and move? Bao lifted up the next compartment to see in the next basket. Four dumplings snoozed in the steam, snoring. Oh, thank goodness, Bao thought. These ones are asleep. He lifted them up to peek at the last layer. And as he did, the dumplings awoke from their slumber and ping-ponged off to join the others, boinging around the kitchen. Out popped the last four dumplings, and soon twelve dumplings were having the time of their lives bouncing around the panda's home. Bao got his grandma's recipe book out of the cupboard and wondered what he could have possibly done wrong. Maybe he used the wrong kind of flour, or didn't rest the dough long enough. Bao shook himself. There was no flower he knew that came to life. It was obviously some kind of wonderful miracle, and that was that. The panda put his paw on his chin and wondered how on earth to catch all of the bouncing dumplings. He chased them for a while, cooing, come back and here, dumpling, dumpling, to no luck. They had boundless energy, how was he going to calm them down? Finally, Bao thought about his grandma and how she used to calm him down when he was little. She would sing him a little lullaby. Bao sat on the kitchen floor, closed his eyes, and began to sing improvised songs like Twinkle, twinkle, Little Dumpling, and walk a bye Dumpling. As he sang, the giggling and boinging began to subside. He heard little chuckles and little sighs as the dumplings began to move their attention to the singing panda. He kept his eyes closed and continued his songs. Once the kitchen was quiet around him, Bao opened his eyes. Twelve little dumplings were beaming up at him from his lap. They huddled together and made exciting little coos, hopping around Bao's lap as if saying hello. Bao waggled his fingers at them. Hello, little dumplings, he said. Look at you. It looks like. I am an unusual dumpling chef. I've never seen alive ones before. He pointed at the underpants on his head. Maybe it's my magic chef's hat, he said. The dumplings chatted in high pitched, quiet voices, and he could only hear a word here and there. But it seemed they liked the little panda, and the feeling was mutual. Bao welcomed the little dumplings to the world. They all sat there in the kitchen for a while, getting to know one another. As the dumplings jumped up and down in his lap, Bao decided he should make this day very special for them. It was their birthday, after all. They hadn't even seen the outside yet. Bao tapped his shoulders and encouraged the little dumplings to run up his arms and get comfy. Once they were all snuggled into his fur, Bow stood up and carried them out the door. He hopped down the porch stairs and nestled his feet into the grass. This is sleepy forest, he told the dumplings. These are trees, and this is grass. And that's a cloud in the sky. The dumplings ooed and aahed from his shoulders. Bao set off walking through the forest. The sun was shining and reflecting from the bamboo and palm trees around the panda's cabin. Birds tweeted overhead and a warm breeze ruffled through his fur. The air smelt like pine needles and orange blossoms. Bao followed his favourite track into the forest and out into the clearings beyond, where bees buzzed and golden wheat swayed in the breeze. He plodded slowly up towards the top of the tallest hill, humming to himself as he went. Before long, the dumplings began to hum along with him. Then he began to sing and they soon picked up the tune and sang along. Then they sang in rounds. The panda would sing a verse. Then, one by one, the dumplings would join in until they were all singing at different times. Bao soon got lost, and they all stopped singing and giggled. Bao sang one last chorus, and the twelve dumplings each sang a different harmony so they sounded like quite the choir, or pop group. Bao would quite like to be a pop star. Soon they reached the top of the hill, where you could see the glimmer of the sea in the distance and the forest stretched out below you, dotted with the cosy homes of the friendly animals who lived there. The dumplings hopped off Bao's shoulders and Bao lay down into the soft grass. The dumplings settled around him and let out small sighs as they got comfy. This is your new home, Bao told his twelve little friends. Bao watched the clouds drifting overhead as he chatted idly with his dumplings. He pointed out the clouds and what they looked like. Sheep and stars. Whales. And crocodiles. The slow movement of the floating clouds and the soft grass soon made Bao drift off, snoring softly, and the dumplings followed soon after. Bao was eventually woken by a high pitched noise like the wee of a child going down a slide. He rose up puzzledly and looked for the source of the noise. Something was rolling down the hill. Was it a ball or a stone? No, it was one of his dumplings. As he watched, another dumpling jumped from its place on the grass and rolled and tumbled down the hill with a high-pitched whoop. One by one, the dumplings bounced and rolled down the hill giggling and shouting as they went. Bao laughed as he watched them, holding his belly. The dumplings now gathered at the bottom of the hill, calling to the panda. Bao shrugged, rolled into a ball, and tumbled down the hill in a series of giggly somersaults. He landed in a heap at the bottom of the hill, and his dumpling friends climbed on his stomach, using it as a trampoline. Bao could not stop laughing. Once the giggles had subsided, Bao thought it was time to go home. The dumplings climbed back on his shoulders and the happy panda began to stroll through the trees back to his bamboo home. He returned to the cozy cabin and called through to his dad to say hello, setting the dumplings down on the kitchen table. He looked to the kitchen. And his jaw dropped. What a mess! There was flour and crockery everywhere. A good chef always does his washing up. His mum and grandma would be back any moment, and he couldn't leave it looking like this. Bow squirted soap into the washing up bowl and turned on the hot tap, sending a torrent of warm water to make a sudsy bubbly pool. As he turned round to clean the pots, he heard a plop, then another, then ten more. He knew what that would be. He turned around with a smile on his face to see twelve dumplings splashing around in the bubbles, bobbing and giggling to themselves. He rolled his eyes. Out you get, he said. Unless you want to help with the washing up. The dumplings all began to nod and call, We do, we do, we do, and Bao laughed. He gave them a sponge and put the first pan into the soapy water. The dumplings scrubbed it clean until it was sparkling, and Bao replaced it with another. Once every pan, plate, and bowl was clean, the dumplings jumped out, pulled cloths over the surfaces and ferried ingredients back to their places. The kitchen was beautifully clean. At that moment, the door opened and Bow's mum and grandma came into the kitchen, each wearing a newly knitted jumper. His mum's with a star on the belly, his grandma's with a flower. They carried baskets full of balls of yarn. The dumplings all scurried to hide behind the cookbooks. Bao gave them both a hug and welcomed them home. His dad came through from where he had been working in the living room, and the family sat around the table and caught up about their days. How was Dumpling Day, Bao? His mum asked him. Bao didn't need to answer. Before he could... Twelve dumplings bounced onto the table, calling hellos in their little cooing voices. Dumpling day was good, thank you, Bao said casually. My dumplings can move. We can see that, his grandma replied. It looks like you poured so much love into your cooking that the dumplings came to life. You might just be the most talented dumpling chef I know. Bao's dad was poking one of the dumplings, who was giggling ticklishly. Another had hopped onto mum's head and lay down in her tufty fur. Bao said, it's all thanks to my chef hat, pulling his white underpants from the drawer and putting them on his head once more. The pandas laughed together. Well, son, Bao's dad said, looks like the family just got a little bigger. For dinner that night, dad ordered pizza, which the four pandas ate cozied up by the fire. Soon after his last bite, Bao drifted off to sleep with a full belly and twelve new friends snoozing, in a cuddly huddle on his lap. He dreamt of all the things he could show his new friends. They would swim in the sea, ride a dragon, visit the fairies. Tomorrow would be a good day.